0: Well, here we are, and uh, good evening. I should stop saying that. Good, whenever you're you're listening to this, obviously, unless you are uh, watching it live on Facebook, this is episode number six, and I think our uh, last episode of series two of the Lily May Still Parents podcast. My name is Dan. Um, how are we, everyone? Ryan, how are, how are you, sir? Ryan from the Lily May Foundation. I'm all good,
1: thank you, Dan. I'm all good, and yes, you're absolutely right. Can't believe actually we're at the end of.
0: Series 2 is bizarre, isn't it, that we've got to the end of that? Yeah, it's It's become part of my lockdown life now. This has yeah, this is. Podcast been a lockdown. lot of fun. Exactly,
1: lockdown life. I think we, we keep saying it, but we've got to start getting live in the boozer.
0: Yes, I know. Well, you know, with every week that we say it and then don't do it, I think more places are opening and they're letting more people in. Maybe yes. we should do it in Hungary. If you've been watching the football, have you noticed? They, they have a full stadium at the Euros. I know, it's yeah. madness, isn't it? And then... Obviously, we're
1: allowed, what is it, 45,000 this week and then yeah. semi final, 60,000.
0: And then July the 19th, they'll push us back another four weeks. Well, yeah, we weren't allowed um, 40,000 until they threatened to move the final away from London, didn't they? All of a sudden, oh, no, no, you can come. Yeah, <laughs> come. There yeah. we are. We are also joined, as ever, by Matt Whitehouse. How are you, Matt? Now, if you're watching. Matt's looking quite tanned. We always give him a bit of stick for this, but it's just—it's just like I said already. It's just the job, unfortunately. When I start getting,
2: as Andy will testify to, when you're a sports coach, and you get around this time of year, you're uh, you're out there you're in just, the sun. You're outside, and um, and I tend to oh, okay, brown, brown quite quite quickly. So because uh,
0: Ryan sent me a message the other day, said I can't believe how much Matt's changed since we started doing the podcast. He's he's had his teeth whitened. He's got his suntan on a <laughs> go. You know, he's really getting into it. Um, (laughs) uh, But good to see you, Matt. And we are joined this evening by our guest, who is uh, Andy, Andy Riley. He's over in Ashby in the East Midlands. So
3: how are you, Andy? Are you well, sir? Uh, Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Nice to uh, join you on here this evening. Looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Now, straight away, because uh, myself and Andy only met just uh, literally just a few moments before we went live tonight. So you have recently... I believe, during lockdown, moved back to the UK. Is that right?
3: Yeah, that's right. I was living in New Jersey, living the dream. And then uh, lockdown and COVID put an end to that. So, you know, I've been doing bits around. Have you, have you moved back because of that? Yeah, mate. So I um, I lost my job out there oh, because of COVID. I was working at an amazing place, but um, COVID put an end to that. They couldn't guarantee work, so... Yeah. That's cool, But it's been a great, you know, it's been a blessing in disguise, to be honest with you. I've got to start this, you know, impactivity, so... Oh, that's it cool. Has well, I has like, blessing in disguise, yeah.
0: I like that attitude straight away. It's the cup half yeah. full mentality, isn't
3: it? Now, the Thank reason God you're God on tonight God. is
0: Matt actually reached out to myself and Ryan just a few days ago about getting you on as a, as a potential guest. So, Matt, I would like you to do the honours <laughs> of uh, of giving Andy, or you can do it between the two of you, um, how, how you came to know each other, what your relationship is. And uh, why we've got you on the podcast tonight. Basically, uh,
2: a guy who I grew up uh, living across the road from basically is a friend of Andy's. And he got in touch with me and, and said that Andy was doing, was doing, uh, starting this business. Um, and it was all around mental health and helping people and and um, and, and men's mental health. So um, I, I said to Chris that eventually I'd like to get Andy on. And, and me and Andy only spoke for the first time last Tuesday. I had a good conversation and, and, and he introduced me to his, to his company and uh, uh, from there I suppose Andy can really go in and tell you exactly what, what he's looking to do at the
3: moment. Yeah of course. Um, so basically uh, Impactivity was born out of my story really, my story with mental health. I think me and Ryan were speaking before the podcast started about how men struggle to open up and I've been guilty of that since I was about 15 years old. So I'm six foot eight. I'm a rugby player. And when I was at high school, I was immediately put into the, you're the big man, you're the shoulder to cry on sort of category of people. And when you're young and you're going through, I don't know, any sort of stress, I feel like you'll listen to any guidance you're being given by older people. So when I was told, you know, you've got to be that shoulder to cry on, that's what I just Mm. embodied straight away. I'm 28 now, so 13 years on, I was still doing that, and it was becoming detrimental, but I didn't know any different. Up until um, just before Christmas this year, I uh, fell into depression, and um, I was in a really bad way, and it was that that forced me to talk to someone. So a couple of days before Christmas, I went to um, the doctors to speak about what was going on inside my head how I was feeling and they diagnosed me with depression like we said about New Jersey it's like a half you know cup half full sort of thing yeah it was sort of a weight off my shoulders when I had something when I had a name given to what was going on with me and I was like it was a sink or swim sort of moment and I decided to swim and I was like how can I make a difference with what's going on with me and how can I make sure that nobody has to go through what I've gone through to discover that there is help out there. And that's when I was like, right, we're going to create this company. So I reached out to the Prince's Trust in January on their enterprise program, explained to them that this is what I want to do. I want to use my passion, which is sports coaching, mm. and get people talking about mental health. And that's where that's where it came from, really. I just want to make a difference. I want to use my story and give people role models. Me and Ryan were talking mm saying, yeah, it's amazing that there's people like Tyson Fury, all these, Prince Harry, all these celebrities coming out right now and talking about mental health. But I think things like this tonight are even more important because we're just four normal lads having a conversation about mental health. And I think that is really important. So hopefully there's other people listening to this tonight who will go home and have conversations with their mates down the pub or at their sports teams.
0: I think brilliantly well said. What is your? If if anyone, by the way, would like to reach out to you or get in touch with you or follow what you're doing, how can people do that?
3: Yeah, so Facebook, uh, it's Impactivity, talking without limits. Um, it's the same on Instagram, uh, Impactivity T W L. And uh, I've shared uh, the Lily Mae Foundation stuff, so you should be able to okay. find me on that. So yeah. Also, I have to say it: six foot eight. Yes, mm. mate. Hey, it's not a lie yeah. either. Not, um, cat, not catfishing you. <laughs> 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 no, that's quite interesting
0: because uh, Matt, you're quite tall as well, aren't you? Ryan says because we actually haven't met yet. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not the tallest of people. But you're like a full foot, I think, taller than taller than myself. Yeah, I'm it's, about um, yeah. And you mentioned it's interesting because one name that you mentioned there is somebody that over the last, well, Tyson Fury. I uh, I'm reading his uh, autobiography at the minute. And he's um he's an amazing character and especially I guess fits in well with with your field as well, mental health, especially around and around sports. Now I um, I'm one of those people that like to say, oh, I was a, I was a fan of Tyson Fury before he had all the hype. You know, when it was when he was punching himself in that fight, that yeah. famous clip back in the day. And the journey that he went on and the comeback and his openness when he was, um, I think, the first time I really saw him open up, up about it was when he went onto the Joe Rogan podcast a couple of years ago. This is before or well, as he was embarking on his comeback. And he has been a great advocate for mental health. Part of what happens, I think, purely because he's a big guy and he's opening up that way, lots of people. It's just an easy target to give stick to. The reason why I'm saying this is does. Is there, a, is there a link? Because when you're, you know, you're a big guy, you're very confident. does that Do, do people maybe approach you differently? Because you automatically assume because you're big and, you know, all of this, you're going to have... You've got life sorted. You know, everything yeah. is fine. Mentally, you
3: don't have a problem. Oh, he's big, he's strong, he's tough. You know what I'm getting at here. Yeah, 100%. I think automatically people are pigeonholed. And you look at people like Tyson Fury, like myself, you are automatically, oh, look at him. Six foot eight, he's mm. massive. He's probably one of the hardest people in the in the room sort of thing. Whereas deep down, yeah. like, I'm dying to open up. I'm dying mm. to have a conversation and have someone listen to me. And I think, to be honest, if mm. I'd have been 15 brilliant. and Tyson Fury was embarking on his comeback when I was 15 and I had someone like that mm. to look up to, yeah, I don't, like, in a way, I don't think I'd be having this conversation this evening. But I think it's so important that there are people coming out right now and saying mm. it's okay to be, I think just men in general, we yeah. we tend to be think we, we're we the carriers of everything. We want to look after everyone, but we sometimes forget to check in with ourselves and have conversations like this.
0: And especially over the last, um, we, we keep coming back to things like, it's very simple and I don't want to pigeonhole us too much, but you know, the whole pub thing, you know, I haven't seen Ryan in over a year. Like I say, I've never mm-hmm. met Matt. I think we're to, jumping back to
1: Tyson Fury and linking it almost to what you've said there, Dan, as well. Mm. That what he did, I mean, his media department played it very, very well because he, when he came out um, talking about his, how he suffered with his mental health, how he spoke about it, the time when when he did that, was a time where mental health was, was, and and sorry, mental health illness, I suppose, was was very public anyway at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose because of, like like Andy said there, the hype of, of Tyson Fury, and for those who didn't remember him prior to him being the sort of big, mm. you know, sort of star that he is now, because let's be honest, he's, he's an entertainer, isn't he? He's an entertainer, and I think a lot of people really disliked him. But actually, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. He's, he changed, uh, sorry, people's perceptions of him changed mm. completely when yeah. he opened up about his mental health illness. I was one of them. Yeah, and, and I was as well. I, you know, for me, I was. Yeah. And I think where, and, and, and obviously because of the, the nature of the charity that, you know, that we are and stuff, I think when he was very open as well about the fact that his wife had lost a baby and that he felt powerless to help, well, um, it just goes to show that, you I mean, I don't know how tall Tyson Fury is, but I can't imagine he's, he's far off you, Andy, to be honest. story about that, isn't it? I think. Anyway, yeah. it just, it does, it goes to show that oh. it doesn't matter who you are, that mental health illness can, or, you know, issues that that affect your mental health, doesn't matter who you are, they can get, it, you know, it
0: can get hold Absolutely. of you. Absolutely. And you have to fight through that fog, I guess, from people who are cynical. That's that's who they are, aren't they? There was a lot of people. I think you just said, and Matt, um, also, you weren't massively keen before, but as things went along, um, I had a similar conversation with a friend of mine, Lucas, who was very, doesn't didn't like him at all. And I, when I spoke to him about, we were driving to a funeral in Wales. It was about 18 months ago. And uh, we started talking about him in the car and he was really against him. And I explained, you know, the journey he'd gone through. He just thought it was all bluster and, and the showmanship, and I'm saying there's a real deep emotional intelligence to this guy that needs more ears on it. And thankfully, you know, due to his uh, status and everything that's happened with him, people are hearing that now. And he changed his opinion on it too. Was that was that the same for you, Matt? It, it,
2: I well, i You said you're reading his book. I've now I finished his book.
0: All right, show sure. um, <laughs> on. I don't know if it's the want... page are you on? <laughs> yeah Yeah. <laughs> I think over the last what is it now 8 months or so that we've been going and this is the yeah the end of the second series the 12 so we've covered a lot of topics and there's a lot of themes that we keep coming back to but the one that is overriding above most things is the whole guys talking to each other and to do it more and then once the podcast is over you know pick up your phone text your mate check in on them you know and, and, and by the way while, while we're doing this if anyone would like to drop a message if you are watching live on Facebook feel free to do so in the comments or if you are listening to this later uh, you can also get in touch and we can uh, we can get you on and deal with your question on on the next one are we um, are we are we giving Matt a bit of stick about next Saturday Ryan fact <laughs> like that he' got a nail in his leg yeah so to bring everyone up to speed next Saturday, which will be the... 3rd. Um, 3rd of July. Wow. Ryan got in touch with me yesterday and said, Dan, do you fancy doing the wolf run? 10 kilometres, obstacle course, lots of mud, lots of yep. running. Yeah. And I said, only if Matt's doing it. Do
2: you, do you want to see the pictures?
0: Am <laughs> I allowed like to show you the pictures? <laughs> He's Just got them ready, look. <laughs> that's the hole in my leg. Oh. That's, that's, uh, that's that's quite a hole, to be fair. All right, you're off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, how did I do it? Because I'm clumsy,
0: probably. <laughs> That's the main thing. So uh, no. no matter the, uh, the Wolf Run next week. Ryan, what is the Wolf Run? For anyone who doesn't know, why are we doing it and what is happening? Okay, so the,
1: <laughs> so the Wolf Run um, is, it was actually, we were due to do it last year um, as part of the 10-10-10 challenge that yeah. the charity um, set up, which was 10 brave men doing 10 events over uh, 10 days throughout 2020, Obviously, we had a um a lot of events postponed because of um COVID. So um a lot of them were then pushed into 2021. And um we are actually one of the uh, be- well, we are the benefiting charity actually for um the run next Saturday on in July and also the winter wolf run as well. Um so it's basically, yeah, like you say, it's a 10K um run. I wouldn't even say run really. It's it's like an obstacle, run a bit, swim a bit, wade through mud, and it's it's like going on a bear hunt basically. And then um and, and it's just <laughs> a bit of fun really that you know we're all going to be doing it as a team and sort of pushing each other through because there'll be things that um can challenge people i mean i know certain parts where you know you have to go through tubes and to be completely honest i get quite claustrophobic so i I don't particularly like that sort of stuff but i think the the whole sort of thing about it is is obviously yeah working as a team and helping each other through it and you know if we're struggling or what have you just getting around as a team and and really and using sport i suppose like you know obviously we've got the reason and using sport and and um activity to help help highlight that, um, you know, we are stronger together as a, and that's one of our sort of hashtags really mm-hmm. that we're stronger together as a, as a group and as a team.
0: Andy, are you joining us next Saturday? Um, I, I, I. Andy?
3: <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't chatted about before.
0: Yeah, we thought <laughs> we'd throw it on you. With your, your background too and everything, yeah. you know, positive uh, mental health through, through sports. How do you sometimes deal with, it's like tough love, but you've got to give that support to people and also get people who maybe um, go through a tough time and they're not that active. How
3: do you talk to people about this when they approach you maybe for the first time? Firstly, mate, with my fitness, you'd be dragging me around the room course. So I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be shouting at you, but I think the, the thing is, especially with the way I'm operating the coaching sessions, it's about having fun and achievable goals. I'm not yeah. expecting 30 men to turn up and be, you know, top athletes. I want, People from all walks of life to come and join in. So it's not about, you know, going out, winning the Champions League yeah. sort of thing. No, um, I didn't mean it from like a competitive thick step. Yeah. So sorry, sorry to put
0: in, it's just to, good.
3: to start people
0: on that journey. Yeah. Who, are, you know, they might be looking at you to give them that inspiration. And it's a bit of a, you know, it's a quite a tough ask because they're looking yeah. at you maybe to help change their mentality of things. And it's to yeah. encourage them to take that first step, isn't it?
3: Yeah. And I think that's all about becoming part of a team. Uh, me and ryan were talking about it uh, before the podcast if you look at any charity when they're doing fundraising things you'll see that it comes back to realistically some form of some form of physical challenge be it like jumping out of a plane the wolf runs Mm. i know i'm taking a group of men for big men can talk up snowden in a few weeks oh wow yeah i think it's just something to do with just being part of that team and like i've grown up playing in sports teams and being part of a team and yeah. I think it's, you start conversations immediately. It doesn't have to be about mental health. It's so just true. building a, a rapport with someone. Um, you don't have to yeah. have those important conversations straight away. And I think that's important to stress. Build a friendship. Mm. Build trust first. Like, I wouldn't walk into someone I've only just met, like, in a pub and be like, hey, this is what's going on with me right now. And I think <laughs> yeah. that's where yeah. sport plays a really important role in the, you know, in the process, you know, you're playing sport, you're talking to people about where you want them Mm. on a pitch or what you want them to do. And you just open uh, communication that way and you build those relationships. And I think from there, you'll, I necessarily, people don't have to come and talk to me at the end of my sessions. Mm. But if there's someone that has been on your team or has been in your group in a session and you've made that connection, then I've done my job. You're having a conversation with someone. And I think that's the important thing. And I think it's important to realise you're not going to want to talk to everyone. I wouldn't expect if I had a group of 30 men, all 30 of them to be like, hey, Andy, can we talk after this session? But if they've met someone or even if they've gone home from the session Mm. to another friend and been able to have that conversation just because they've been given confidence through coming to one of my sports sessions or any sports session, I think that's, the most important part. And, you know, like the 10, yeah. me and Ryan were talking, and Matt the other day were talking about the 10 for 10. It's just something where if you achieve something together, automatically you've got that bond. Come, camaraderie, challenge. isn't it?
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: And I think that's where conversations become that little bit easier to have. It's very true what you say. Someone that you've just met you might not have the same
0: conversation with them that you would have had after you've just met them, but then you've played a game of sports, squash, football, whatever, because it does break down those barriers because all of a sudden, all the little everyday life stuff doesn't matter. You're swearing them on the pitch, do this, do that. And at the end of it, it feels like you've known them a lot longer. It was really
1: interesting where Andy said there, you're not going to speak to everybody. Yeah. Even though you're in that team. And yeah, I mean, I, I joined, um so I play over 35s because for me, I think, growing up around football and playing football and playing it so much like football was literally my life and then it sort of petered out a little bit and and I didn't play as much um, mainly through injury but also because other things take over your life and what have you but yeah for me being in that team situation and being that sort of camaraderie that you can have that bit of banter that laugh that joke in the changing rooms mm. and okay i I don't talk to everybody that's in in the squad of players that i play with because there's some that i get on really well with and some that i just say hello to you know that's just the way it is but you know you've all still got the same motivation to yeah, yeah. you know when you go out to play and what have you but it's for you know like what andy said there it's the same actually to some extent in our in our group of ten, 10 um, dads as well, is that I? Know, everybody in that group knows my story because, mm. inevitably, our charity are the ones that have supported them. Mm. Um, and that makes me feel quite um, – I, I don't like opening up to them because, for me, our charities help them. I don't want to – At top, Do you not want to look vulnerable to the other yeah. people? Exactly. Right. That's how it was to start with. I didn't want to look vulnerable towards... Those Whereas in
0: my head, straight away, I'd probably relate to you more.
1: Like, is that Yeah, what? exactly. Yeah. And people yeah. do relate to me because they look at where um, where I've been and where I've come from and the journey okay. that we've been on. And I mm. think people take a lot out of that because they see where, well, not necessarily see where I was when we immediately lost Lily, but they've been able to see how we've grown over the years and so forth. So there is an air of vulnerability to some extent that I don't want people to talk to me about my story within that group because inevitably I'm the one that's helped them. But at the same time, I do know there's one or two that I can, quite happily open up to but then there's others that I don't feel comfortable opening up to as well yeah Even that makes we're sense. Within that same group and we're within that same team it's it's that's just the way you know mm. that's the way it is and I think the really good thing about sport I suppose in general is you're always going to meet somebody when you're in a group it doesn't matter what sport you're playing mm. rugby hockey football it doesn't matter you're always going to find somebody that's on the level with you that you get along with or somebody oh, that yep. you can hold that conversation with. And just because, you know, there's another 20 people that maybe you don't relate to in some way, shape or form doesn't mean that there isn't going to be that one or those couple of people that you can relate to and that you can open up and talk to. Um, I mean, it just so happens Matt is one of those who I know I could quite happily sit down and have a chat with about pretty much anything. And And, yeah. you know, I don't play football with Matt. I mean, I have played football with Matt when I've when, when he's
0: come and played with us. Matt was the manager there, wasn't it? Matt, was it? Because, did you not pick him? <laughs> no, it was.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I was playing right back in the changing room.
1: <laughs> Actually, looking from it from that perspective, like Matt's Matt's gone into management. You know, I manage a, a children's side so mm. it's completely different managing children in comparison to managing adults. No, it's not. I think it's like really, Matt's, no, <laughs> no, <not>. Matt... Matt... Um, <laughs> Sort of um, theories, I suppose, probably differ slightly to mine as well because of the the way that he has to talk to adults, if you like, as a, as a manager, and and the experiences that he's probably had been in teams as well. Um, but I think Andy's hit the nail on the head, really. That it doesn't matter if you if they speak to you at the end, or it doesn't matter if you know. If, if they tell you that they're getting something out of it, ultimately, if they keep coming and they keep attending and they're enjoying what they're doing, then it's quite clearly serving a purpose, isn't it? And they're gaining, you know, the support from the team members or the other um, individuals that are attending those sessions as well. Andy, how have yeah.
2: your how um, have your friends reacted to um, you opening up? Because
3: I think it was a shock to a lot of them because, like we said at the start of the podcast. Personality-wise, like I go out and I coach, I go out and I play rugby, and I'm this loud person, big person. So I think it's just a shock to a lot of people. But since I've been open about it, there's been great, like great support. And then in terms of the when I opened impactivity, um, everyone wants to get involved. Everyone wants to support it. And now, like we were just saying, there are people that I know I could turn like phone them now and be able to have a conversation listen this is what's going on and then there's the others who I know will help with the business and stuff but I might not necessarily have those in-depth conversations with I just think it all comes down like we've said to that stigma no one expects your best mate to turn around and I think I've been guilty of that myself no one expects your best mate really to turn around and be like hey I'm struggling with this and I think a lot of us are guilty of that and I think is it maybe create. because you're
0: worried about how they're going to react, and it's like a test of the friendship to a degree? And but you know, there's the the little balances of power. It's it's that fine dynamic, isn't there, within the nuances yeah. of each relationship? But yeah,
3: yeah, I think so, and I think for me as well, it was a bit about pride, mm. uh, like male pride, I guess. Pride, yeah, I think the minute I've been open with people, I actually feel better now that I can tell my story. And like Ryan said, obviously because of the way impactivity is, been founded people are going to know my story and i don't necessarily have to be constantly going on about it but i think male pride stopped me from going forwards and i think that's why i wanted impactivity to start to be like hey it's okay to have these conversations and not feel like a not ashamed i guess but just afraid and of what people are thinking the more normalized these conversations are the less likely someone is to be sat at home going, I can't tell anyone. You you, you bang on with so many things that you say, you know, just
0: even in just the last 60 seconds when you say normalising things. So it doesn't feel, because you started off by saying stigma. Now, unfortunately, it does seem to be, a lot of the times when you talk about mental health, the word stigma comes up. There is a stigma to it. And people are, you know, maybe a little bit um, reticent to talk about it. But it's one thing that doesn't really seem to go away a lot of people are still concerned to even broach the subject because they are fearful of the stigma attached to it.
3: I read something the other day like if I walked if I was on this podcast right now and I had a bone like sticking out of my arm everyone would know how to deal with that get me to A&E get a cast mm-hmm. around it yeah. but the minute you say something that you're dealing with on the inside no one really knows because they haven't had those conversations and I think that's where if you can get to a point where it's like a broken bone the conversation
1: my mental health illness or my personality disorder doesn't define like who I am it just explains it if that makes sense yeah It's, it's the way I look at it is if you put a mask on and somebody can't see your face I could say anything and I could do anything because people can't see me but if I take that mask off it makes it a hell of a lot
0: different it's a lot more raw, isn't it? It's very tricky. It's weird that you say that. And I don't know why this is the first thing that popped <coughs> into my head. But say like you go, to, you know, you're a bit younger and you go out to a club and someone wants to, you, you know, a girl says, oh, I have a dance. And you go, oh, I'm no good at dancing. You don't want to do it. But then in my head, I remember when I went to watch Leicester City play once and they had Philbert the Fox, who was the big mascot in his big Fox costume. And every club has one. I remember yeah. thinking, and I don't know why, if they- <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying this, the same girl had asked me to at- dance that night and I was wearing the Philbert the Fox costume. <laughs> I'd have been throwing shapes left, right and centre because yeah. you couldn't see me. I'd have just oh, been a, a really sweaty fox. <laughs> it's not the best example, but you understand what I'm trying to get. No, I don't know uh, exactly what you're trying to say. And Do you know what? I've <laughs>
1: experienced it more. With, I've done it with karaoke, where yeah, okay. if, you, if you're on karaoke and everyone's looking at you, I don't like, I, I quite like karaoke and I've got a standard karaoke song. But What, what is it? <laughs> I'll come back to that in a minute. But what I'm trying, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, is if, is if everyone's eyes are on you, mm. I hate doing it. But if I was to turn my back and
0: people can't see me, I could do mm. it. The first time I did the event for you was the wedding event, and there's like 200 yeah. people in the room. Every and obviously, have my my bread and butter is is radio. And with varying figures over the years, but every single radio show I've ever done has had a significantly higher audience than when I'm in a room, you know, talking to a, a room full of people. But yeah. I'm far more nervous or wary until you start and you get into it and you get into your flow. But it's like, wow, there's hundred people and they can see me as opposed to, oh, there's a few hundred thousand, but they can't see me. So that's fine. Yep. It's, it, I think it's a fear of, of showing your insecurities. 100%. 100%. So
1: you do tend to just <clears throat> oh, close the book. If I close the book, nobody can see the insecurity. Nobody can see that I'm upset. Nobody can see that, you know, this. Whereas, like you have said there, Andy, if you're sat there and you've got this big lump on your head, and like I say, people will know how, how they can fix that, but there's so there's such a lack of education when it comes down to what goes on in here, because ultimately, the only people who know what's going on in there are us as individuals. And that and that's what I think it comes down to in the sort of long run is the is the fear of
0: people um, seeing and you displaying your insecurities. And again, using this podcast as a resource, for example, if you are watching this or listening to this for the first time, do go and check back on the other ones, because this is quite a, just, a, I think, more of an open conversation, this particular episode tonight. And it's great because this is almost, you know, how you would like to do it in the bar you know with a pint in your hand just we're not even live this could just be us having a chat and there might be a silence here or silence there or someone nips off to the toilet or ryan goes and has a fight with someone you know just a normal just a normal trip to the to the pub all of the episodes that we've done have dealt with a, a specific area that someone's wanted us to talk about or something that we felt needed to have some opinion on so you can go back and listen listen to all of those and uh, what we'll do as well, after we did with the first series, we'll do a, like a little mini best-off for uh, Series 2, which we'll probably be able to get out there in a week or so from now. <laughs> Can I, um, can I come back to the Wolf Run for a second, please? Every time I do, I want to say I'm never doing that again. Yeah, right. Because I was looking at a video on YouTube earlier after I, I said to uh, Lena, my wife, I'm doing it and I'm quite excited. I haven't done anything like this for ages. And I said to Ryan on the phone yesterday, if it hadn't been for the fact that i have literally just started going back to the gym, I'd have said, hell no. Because I felt weak and rubbish. <laughs> like, I popped my arm taking a changing a tyre about a year ago. And I've been using my shoulder as an excuse for everything for about a year. So I'm <laughs> like, right. I can't say no to this. This is going to be a lot of fun, but also in my head, and this is why I need to pep talk off you, Andy. I'm really worried I'm going to be the last person out of the 10 in the
3: group. (laughs) Hey, I mean, I think Wolf Run, like like Ryan said, mate, it's not about coming last. It's the whole team thing. (laughs) Yeah, you say that now. Like, if you're doing a marathon, mate, then maybe I'd be like, (laughs) hey, it's a different conversation. But I think that uh... Wolf Run is just that team, that team atmosphere, mate. And, you know, like I said, I think, the in terms of using sport, like I think lockdown made me realize I'm definitely a team player, like individual oh, yeah. sports are not it's for me. True. Like I was going running, I was like, I can't be doing with this, like, I couldn't get motivated. Yeah, but as soon as I'm with a team, and I think that's what carries you through, yeah. like stuff like the wolf run. I think you don't need to worry about your fitness. I think being with that team yeah. and just that adrenaline, yeah, it'll get you through, mate. And like you might be sore on the Sunday, but hey. You can worry
0: about that. I'm really, I woke up today. No, no word of a lie, Ryan. I'm really looking forward to it. But straight away, I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, that's, I've definitely got to get some new trainers then. I watched the video. I watched the video of uh, my nine-year-old Gabrielle on YouTube earlier. She wants to come, obviously now on it. When she saw that big sort of mudslide, it's you like know, a... There yeah. is a junior one. There is a junior yeah, one. Yeah, I saw her on the website, yeah. Um, and we,
1: we did actually have places for it um, for this year, but we ended up deferring them to 2022 because of obviously... Yeah. Covid and everything so we wanted to make sure that when we did so if, if, listen mate if Gabriella wants to do it next year she's on the list
0: well I, I was also thinking because it's 10 kilometers isn't it so I was hoping that we could <laughs> uh, on on, the, on ours next week maybe if we can get some reception I was thinking it might be quite funny if we could go live on uh, Instagram do a couple of little progress reports uh, if anyone's watching right now would uh, would like to request any uh, maybe Ryan can do his karaoke song at the 5 kilometre, <laughs> or uh, something like that <laughs> So That's it's a good a idea. Actually, we'd have to. I think we'd have to get one of the uh, marshals
1: to potentially. Lo- yeah, we could do that to log on to our Facebook page, and we could we could do a live video. Yeah,
0: but my only issue is, and um, is wondering if it's going to be safe having your phone with you while you're doing all of that stuff. No, yeah, no. so this might be a problem. We'd have to get a marshal to do it. But what I'm thinking, yeah, because mm. Dan, I'm not joking. I'm still finding mud now from
1: <laughs> because I tell you, you get mud in places you didn't even know was was able to get mud in places really actually, like to that. so but it's um now i know like i say i keep saying every time i do it i always say i can't do this again i can't do this again because like you're finishing you're cold and
0: but you're- it's a theme we keep coming back to isn't it how you feel at the start and that that feeling it's like a, that feeling of i'm looking from a selfish perspective i'm looking forward to that feeling of accomplishment because yeah, yeah, i i feel like i haven't had that for a while Mm. And that's something that that's what I want. That's my carrot on the stick. I don't honestly, I'm joking as I don't care how muddy I get, how slow I am, how, how much you know, fall over. It's just I'm quite looking forward to that picture at the end that you can mm. you can show your friends or maybe post up where you got mud over your face and you're having a pint just yeah, to no, feel I like have, you've done something.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, I mean, that's um, obviously as mm. part of 10 10 10, we're doing all four of them, which is. Which is difficult in itself wow. for the winter one. So you're doing that in November, where they're breaking ice on the ponds and what have you. Yeah. So that that for me, that is genuinely actually a bit of a fear for me because I'm I'm not um, I'm not fond of the cold, if I'm completely honest, and I'm not fond of the heat as well. I'm one of these middle of the road sort of people. What well, English?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Um, Andy, you're just before, before we leave, because um, it's not far off, uh, off, off an hour now. So the the company, Interactivity, is that the name? Impactivity. Impactivity, sorry, Impact. Impactivity. It's my own spelling here. There Could you, you just um, tell us about your plans for this over the next 12 months and what you'd like to achieve? And maybe uh, if there's any way that people can get in touch with you, if they'd like to get involved or help out or be part or speak to you about any business opportunities or anything. Because be yeah. really, I really like what you're doing. I love how you speak. And I, I, I really think we should get behind you. And I mean, Thank look, you've just moved back to the UK during lockdown. There's all this upheaval, but it's
3: like all wash off the duck's back to you, don't no? it? It's got to be, it's got to be. But it's yeah, uh, if you um, want to follow Impactivity Talking Without Limits on Facebook and Instagram, we run, okay. we run two campaigns. So the one campaign is Big Men Can Talk, and that is Males uh, 16 Plus, and that is where... I'll be doing more casual coaching and challenges. Mm-hmm. So like okay. I said, August 7th, I've got 12 men signed up so far. We're going up Snowden. Um, is that one of the casual challenges, by the way, or is that a difficult challenge? I'd, I'd, I mean, I'm going to say it's casual right now, but ask me when I'm at the, ask me when I've finished. I might change my answer. And, and the plan with Big Men Can Talk is to do a lot of challenges like that, bring men together as a team, and just like, like the 10 for 10, really. Get challenges together to get people talking and raising awareness. Um, the other campaign uh, that we run is called Everybody Can Talk. Now, that is where I'll be going into businesses, sports teams, and schools and telling my oh, story, my mental health story, my mental health journey, and how, and then using sport and physical activity and team building exercises through a presentation to get kids talking. And like I said, I think it comes down to. With a with a business like this obviously everyone's like oh how much money are you gonna make in a year's time but for me going into schools going into businesses if i get a phone call when i've left and said two people have come to us and gone and got support from people like mine car sure that's the currency isn't it? charities that's that's essentially what i want my job to do like obviously all the benefits of running a business and whatever are great but i want you know even after this podcast if you if we have people go and get support or reach out then we've done our job um so they're the two campaigns we're running and over the next year obviously i want challenges to get bigger i think with me and a few of the lads who are coming on snowden have spoke about doing the coast to coast uh the hike or the Yorkshire Three peaks just something quick in 12 hours just something crazy um, oh, when he said coast to, to coast to coast you. then, I thought you were like England to America. I was like, that's quite... I mean, that's a big swim. Like, don't, you can't say stuff like this because it's like <laughs> out there now and I don't want to get signed Who up was it who did like that? that? I
0: read the book. Wasn't yeah. it James Cracknell and Ben yeah. Fogle? I yeah, read their you know book. We had, um, that was amazing, that was, yeah. We had um, we
1: had um, some people that skydived a few weeks back um for us and um, one of them was a grandma of, of obviously a lady who had lost a baby and she rode the Atlantic... That was the last big challenge she did. Wow. Um, rode the Atlantic. I can't remember how many people she said it. it there were. Um, wow. Yeah, she rode the Atlantic. Now, I'm not being funny. That's just not for me, if I'm completely honest. Yeah, yeah. Going back there, Andy, you were talking about the Yorkshire Three Peaks. We did yeah. the National Three Peaks last October. Okay. Um, and I, I didn't finish it because I got injured. But I tell you something, that is the hardest thing in the world I've ever
3: done. Yeah. Ever it was brutal it really was
1: brutal
2: I was was talking
3: to sorry mate I was talking to Matt the other day and um, when I was joining up with the Prince's Trust they were telling me about the Ultra Free Peaks and it was a triathlon at each mountain <laughs> so there was like a swim at a lake at face. cycle <laughs> and then the mountain I was like no I'm not getting signed up for that so if any of you want to join up to that one I'll just put it out there no, nah, you're all right. Thank you. Nah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll just focus on climbing a tree in the mud where i next Saturday. Be yeah. And on that note, I think um, it's a good time to, to wrap things up for tonight. Yeah. Andy, thank you so much for joining us. I wish you Appreciate all the best you. and we'd love to uh, keep in touch and maybe get you back on in the future so you can yeah, uh, let of us course. know how you're getting on. Thank you very much. All the best with everything. We'll link your socials and everything in the description to the podcast too. So if you'd like to thank check you. that out, you can find that right now. Matt, all the best with your injury. I'll see you next week. So I'm on the bag drop. So oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Brian, so I'll uh, Ryan, I'll, uh, I'll actually see you in 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 3D form next uh, next week for the run. Yeah,
1: we'll
0: have to hook. We'll have to hook it out, Dan. I know. We're loud mind you Matt Hancock did didn't he so. Matt
1: Hancock did
0: some weeks oh, yeah. there you go. sorry I went the whole thing without mentioning that yeah. thank you very much as always if you'd like to get in touch you can uh, get to with Ryan and Amy through the Lily May Foundation and as we keep saying but every podcast that we do we're getting closer to, do, uh, to doing it now to be able to see each other at the uh, the golf dinner day and also the uh, the fun run and uh, yeah the wolf run next week too and that brings us to the end of series two we will be back at some point and hopefully in a pub and maybe one or two of you could be able to join us too if you're interested in that we are working on it and we will do it and we're very much looking forward to it so Andy we'll get you involved in that you can come over you can be dormant yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm up for that I'm up for that <laughs> thank you very much everybody take care and we will speak to you very soon